0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. Whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you join me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, so many of you told us that Lamar Jackson was stupid. Y'all actually legitimately called him stupid. So many of you out there said, oh, my gosh, what is Lamar doing? He's wasting his talents or he's wasting his career. He's not going to get what he wants. He's going to get what he's going to. He's not going to get what he wants. And then they're going to come back and they're going to lowball him. He's not going to get anything. Everybody out there with a major voice spelled doom and gloom for this guy. The real ones knew, the real the real ones, the ones that cared, the ones that understood it was about something more than just a number. The people who didn't jump to conclusions, the people who didn't decide that they knew more than what Lamar knew because they listened to a podcast where some other person that didn't know what Lamar knew was talking. Look, I never claim to be—I never claim to be anything more than what I am. So I understand that there are some podcasters out there who are knowledgeable, right? I understand that there are some podcasters out there who are knowledgeable. I understand that there's some media entities out there, some people who are in the media out there who, quite honestly, they're in the know because people tell them things. You know what I also know? That because Lamar Jackson has always kind of kept things in-house, none of those people were out there none of those people who were talking on the Lamar Jackson deal actually knew anything about what Lamar Jackson had in mind. We all just assumed that he was going for a fully guaranteed contract, something like Deshaun Watson's contract. But we have no idea. He never came out and said it. And, as, and, and when he first began this trek to obtain this contract, everyone out there seemed to be on Lamar's side. Oh, you got to pay Lamar. He's so good. And then after the weeks went by, and after the weeks went by, and Daniel Jones signed a really large deal for Daniel Jones, people went, ah, well, maybe Lamar Jackson made a mistake. Maybe Lamar Jackson needed an, an agent. Then there were some people who were flat out saying that he was an idiot. That he was stupid. And that the reason he didn't already have a contract was because he was an idiot and because he was stupid and because he didn't have an agent. Then Jalen Hurts signed his massive new deal. Congratulations to Hurts. And everybody said, oh my gosh, Look what Jalen Hurts just got. Lamar Jackson's gonna get squeezed. He's gonna get peanuts, cause he doesn't have an agent. Shout out to Nicole Lynn, who, 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 who is the 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 woman agent, who brokered the deal for Jalen. That's a breakthrough for women, women agent. Cool, it's great. Got no issue with Nicole Lynn. I think it's fantastic what she did now today during the draft or get leading up to the draft excuse me Lamar Jackson gets on and lets the world know that not only is he returning to Baltimore but he's returning to Baltimore. He's returning to Baltimore with a 5-year 260 million dollar deal. It's not fully guaranteed. According to according to the numbers According to the numbers Probably somewhere around $190 million. Now, here's the funny part, right? From what I've read on the internet, agents get anywhere. They're going to get somewhere around like 3% to maybe more if they're like a really good agent, I guess, you know. But 3%. Of $260 million, like, I don't have to do the numbers in my head. I have a calculator right here. And you know what it tells me? It says when I put 260 in and times it 0.03, that's $7.8 million. So anywhere around 3%. Let's just say that's the average. $7.8 million. That Lamar Jackson just saved. Now, somebody in their brain might be going, yeah, but what's the details of the deal? Like, what are all the, who cares? Why do you care what the details of the deal are? How does it affect your everyday life? You guys sat out here and told me that a player could not, absolutely could not broker their own deal at this position. Oh, no, it was cute when the wide receiver did it. It was cute when the linebacker did his $100 million deal. No, no, you can do those. But a deal as complicated, a deal as intricate, a deal as intricate as a quarterback's deal, as intricate as a quarterback like Lamar Jackson's deal is going to be, you guys told me that you had to have an agent to broker that deal, that you couldn't do it without an agent that you couldn't do it without making another man a millionaire, without making another woman, shout out Nicole Lynn, a millionaire. You told us, you told us that Lamar Jackson just didn't understand enough in order to broker this deal. You told us that Lamar Jackson wasn't savvy enough to broker this deal. (laughs) You told us that Lamar Jackson, you told us that Lamar Jackson was not this type of guy. You told us that Lamar Jackson was not this type of guy. And so, what I'm sitting back here and going, is why can't pro football talk just say we were wrong? Why can't pro football talk just say we were wrong? Why can't the the guys who I mean downright just pissed on Lamar Jackson and the way in which he was handling this? Why can't they just say he was wrong? Hey, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? If Lamar Jackson and his mother just brokered this deal, right? Because they don't have an agent. If him and his mother brokered this deal, then guess what he could do with that $8 million he just saved that he didn't have to give to an agent? He can give that $8 million to his mother as payment. And now his mother is set for life. Hey, ma, do whatever you want, want with that $8 million. Blow it however you want. You're a millionaire now. What he did, very similar to what LeBron did by bringing people that were in his inner circle up with him and allowing them to grow and get better in the space so that then they could be the ones running his business, was not give a handout, it was give a hand up. It was to show this can be done. So now all of the other quarterbacks who are coming after him can follow suit. No, Lamar Jackson didn't get a fully guaranteed contract. Does that mean he failed? I said before all of this started that I didn't know if he was going to get a fully guaranteed contract but I thought he deserved one. For the things that he does for a franchise, he deserved to have a fully guaranteed contract. But I also said that if he doesn't at the at the height, he gets a fully guaranteed contract. But at the least at the least he's going to be the highest paid player in the history of football. And guess what? He's the highest paid player in the history of football and he didn't have to pay no janky-ass agent. Why are we always so accepting of just giving our money away when it's not our money? We're just okay with it. There are some things that you might need an agent for. Like, for instance, I'll give you I'll give you an example, right? I don't want to do my own car maintenance. So I hire people to do it. I don't want to change my oil. So I hire someone to change the oil. I don't want to change my tires and put new tires on the car. So I hire someone to do it. However, there are those out there who are 100% okay was putting their car up on blocks and changing their own brakes, changing their own tires, Re- restocking their own fluids so they don't have to pay those people. Nobody disrespects them. No one says, hey man, you shouldn't be doing that. You ain't no mechanic. No, they go, oh cool, that's fry. You do your own stuff. Uh, You know, I would do my own stuff, but really, I just don't want to. I don't have time to learn it, or I don't want to take my time on the weekend for whatever reason, right? So if people want to go out there and secure an agent, right? If they want to go out there and secure an agent for a rookie deal that is already slotted in, this is how much you're getting. If they want to go out there and secure an agent for a contract negotiation, even though this is kind of where you are, you're slotted here, then buy, hey, cool. If you're not one of the tops, so you don't really know how to assess your worth, hey, guess what? An agent might be a good idea. But when you are one of the for sure can't miss top prospects, one of the for sure can't miss top players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS, whatever other league you want to say. Why you need an agent for when it comes to contract negotiations? You know what you need? You need a lawyer. You don't need an agent. You need a lawyer that you pay to make sure that there's no language in that contract that you don't understand. They have lawyers specific for that. What do you think the agent does? You think the agent reads through the contract? You think the agent sits through those pages upon pages of language? No. The agent has a lawyer on retainer. The lawyer reads it, tells the agent where the questionable language is, then the agent makes the adjustment. This ain't brain surgery, ladies and gentlemen. Agents are nothing more than middlemen. And when you're motivated enough or you feel like you can be your own middleman, you don't need an agent. It's not a diss on agents. They have value. They have value. They understand where to find the deals. That's their job. If they're not finding deals, you fire them. But when it comes to the contract, that you know where that deal is. What you need them for? You know what? Jalen Hurts probably needed an agent. He needed somebody to be able to sit there and accurately assess his value because of where he is, perception, all of that. Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP. And not even in the prime of his career yet. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? To all you people out there that had nothing but negatives to say about, about him and what he was doing, yo, shut up. We won't hear from you no more. And don't backtrack. Don't try to change your argument. Oh, well, he settled for? He settled for the best contract in the history of the NFL. Don't do that. Just shut up. Or say, my bad, Lamar. Say, I'm sorry, Lamar. I'm sorry for doubting you. I'm sorry for trying to make it seem like your mother wasn't wasn't intelligent. I'm, 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 I'm apologizing because I tried to make it seem like you were a fool. I apologize because they were putting all of these false narratives out there. Remember when um, the Ravens tried to tell us they didn't have any money? Hey, we don't have any money to sign Lamar to this kind of deal. Then they went out and signed all these free agents, and now they still dropped 190-plus guaranteed on Lamar? There was talks that they were in the market for. For another court, I mean another wide receiver. Then they went out and took Zay Flowers in the first round. It's up in Baltimore right now, but clearly the money wasn't up. The money was there. A lot of you out here owe Emory Hunt an apology, because last night in the draft. After Bijan Robinson went in the top 10, much to all of you, um, all of you running backs don't matter, honks, after all of you running backs don't matter people, talk noise about the fact that. Bijan Robinson went so early in, in, the, in the draft. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was surprised that he went to Atlanta, who already have a stable of backs who get the job done. And they need so much more because they're not a good football team. But I wasn't mad at the pick, I was mad at the team that picked them. They took Bijan Robinson. A few picks later, guess who was right up there? Taking Jameer Gibbs, the the Detroit Lions, but all of you guys told us that Jameer Gibbs couldn't block, and that's why he wasn't he wasn't on the level. That's why that's why uh, Emory Hunt, when Emory Hunt had Jameer Gibbs as his number one running back in his draft guide, people made fun of it. Oh, he's just out here to get clicks. People say these outlandish things that no NFL teams agree with. Y'all actually tried to tell a guy who has dedicated his life to collegiate evaluation and football analysis that he didn't know what he was talking about because he doesn't work for an NFL team. Y'all tried to tell that man that. You tried to make us believe that this dude was an idiot. Why? Why? Because he didn't agree with your assertion that that, that Jameer Gibbs wasn't a first-round-level pick, let alone worthy of the top running back in 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 the draft. Well, clearly the Lions thought so. Because when you looked in that, When you looked in that front office, when they showed the video of the Lions front office, those dudes were high-fiving and hugging and pumped up. That was not somebody that was like, yeah, 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 we're happy we got a pick. No, they were ecstatic. It was Jameer Gibbs no matter what. Hashtag draft day. It was Jameer Gibbs no matter what which means that at least one team valued Jameer Gibbs high enough that they believed that he warranted a top 15 pick, where many of you didn't believe that running backs should go in the first round at all. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why would you take a running back in the first round when you can get 90% of that running backs that um production in the second and third round. That's what um that's what Mike Mike Margin um, that's what his that's what his argument is, right? But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more that you don't take the run the elite level running backs in the first round the more elite-level running backs drop to the second round. And you get a Derrick Henry in the second round who should have been a first-rounder, right? You get these guys in the set. You get a Dalvin Cook in the second round who should have been a first-rounder. And then when they re-up, you go, oh, well, you know, their second-round value was great, but but the second contract... What are you talking about? It's not Dalvin Cook's fault that his quarterback is 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 garbage in the most clutch moments of the of the history of football. It's not Dalvin Cook's fault that the defense sucks. It's not Dalvin Cook's fault that the quarter the coaching changes led to a really horrible defensive coordinator who put together bad schemes that got them murdered. How does that all fall on the running back? You've paid this quarterback the most ridiculous amounts of money in the history of money and nobody ever says, oh man, that team really regrets paying that quarterback. So the Lions don't regret paying Matt Stafford who just sat around for years upon years upon years collecting meaningless stats while he never elevated his team past past a few games where he's only ever gotten his team to the playoffs once? You're telling me that the Lions don't regret giving all hundreds of millions of dollars to Matt Stafford only for him in the end to request a trade, get traded to a team that was a quarterback away and have to watch him? Win a Super Bowl off the back of a defense. And then go right back to being stat stuffing Matt Stafford. Like, Like, what are we talking about here? Life just ain't the same for gangsters. I get it. I see it. I understand it. Like what we what are we talking about here? I thought you said that quarterback mattered. Yet none of you come out and talk about all the millions of the hundreds upon millions of dollars that these quarterbacks bring in, right? That these quarterbacks get and the lack of the lack of production that they get back from it. None of y'all complain about it. Why do they get away with it? Why do they get a pass? Somebody explain it. Because I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. What What also doesn't make sense to me because I'm not really here to, like, diss anybody's draft picks. I don't agree with a lot of the draft picks. I thought a lot of teams reached. Um, or they they took guys that were not the value of what they needed or, or did not match what they really needed on their team. I'm just going to say that the Eagles smoked the draft. Eagles smoked the draft. Moved up, got the best defensive, got the best defensive tackle, in the draft, then sat around, hung around, and watched probably the edge rusher in the draft drop to them. They just both happened to be teammates. Oh, by the way, who else do they have on their team already? Nicobe Dean, linebacker. They already have another defensive lineman from Georgia on their team. The rich got richer, and they didn't have to reach to do it. The rich got richer, and they didn't have to to mortgage anything to do it. The rich got richer. And now the Cowboys got to think about what to do. The Giants got to think about what to do. Washington has to think about what to do. The NFC has to think about what to do. The AFC has to worry about them. They just—they have their offense on lock. They'll probably add another stellar running back tonight in the draft. Maybe tomorrow. They added two of the best defensive players in the draft to a defense that that lost some people. And now they're just re-fortifying with more talent. They'll probably add a corner tonight in the draft. Cause they didn't have to reach because after I thought there would be six and seven cornerbacks taken because there was a run on wide receivers late in the late in the first round, a lot of those defensive backs dropped to the second round. A lot of the defensive backs dropped to the second round. And so now there's going to be a run on defensive backs in the second round because there's so many, really talented defensive backs out there, right? But Deontay banks, you know, goes in the first round. That's cool. Deontay banks has always been better than Joey Porter Jr. I know a lot of y'all are saying that Joey Porter Jr. dropped, right? That Will Levis dropped, that Brian Branch dropped, that Michael Mayer dropped. But guess what? They didn't drop. They didn't drop. They were never as good as all of you were trying to make them seem. Real legitimate film evaluation won out. Guys were looking at the film. People knew Will Levis was Fugazi. Y'all kept trying to put him on the same level as Anthony Richardson. He is not. And I'm I'm happy for Will Levis. I'm happy for Joey Porter Jr. Because now they're gonna go to teams, and as second-round picks, they're not gonna have as much pressure on them. Now they can go improve their games and they could ball out will levis now to me is a is a value probably more third round for me but that's my own bias against that against who like what i've seen on film right i didn't value him high to start with but now he's a value if you took him in the first round Now, he's expected to be good. But now as a second-round pick, as a third-round pick, he's a development guy. Now, if you're a team that has an established quarterback for some years, that you think it might be time to put a quality backup in place for him, now's the time. You know where Will Levis should probably be if if we're being honest about it? Where Will Levis should go to learn? It's probably Buffalo. Put the same type of quarterback together, right? That way when the starter goes down, your backup has very similar qualities to the starter. Will Levis, strong-arm quarterback, big athletic but not as athletic as people want to make him seem let him go to buffalo let him learn behind josh allen is not what y'all always do to to the black quarterbacks just try to send a black quarterback to every place that already has a black quarterback well in this case will levis actually make sense in buffalo Will Levis actually make sense in in Oakland, not Oakland, excuse me, in Las Vegas? Will Levis makes some sense with the New York Jets? Let him go and learn behind these quarterbacks with similar traits, similar skill sets. Joey Porter Jr. now gets to go probably to a team where he doesn't have to walk in and be the man right now. Guess what he can do? He could refine his game. I tried to tell Giants fans that the Giants didn't need a Joey Porter Jr. because they already had a Joey Porter Jr. on their team in Amari Oruwari. Surprise, surprise. The draft isn't hard, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, how trash was ESPN's analytics last night? ESPN analytics last night kept flashing the probability of Will Levis not uh, not going in the first round. Oh, It was a 1% probability that Will Levis would not go in the first round. Yo, analytics lost last night. Last night? last night was tape one analytics zero. tape one analytics zero. Now what you're gonna do what is what is round two gonna look like because because quite honestly and, and shout out to Chris James who um who said it who said it the best. this is one of the best assessed first rounds in modern football. Make sure y'all follow on Chris James at CJ on Florida nine, but it's one of the best assessed first rounds in modern football because teams took players who you could look at the film and go, I understand. And that's fantastic. They, but, but, but I don't want to hear the Pete Traegers. I don't want to hear the Tom uh, Pelliceros. Y'all get to be quiet. I don't want to hear from pro football talk unless it's an I'm sorry. Y'all got to, y'all got to chill. Y'all got to hang out, relax, relax. Yo, shout out to Anthony Richardson, by the way. Y'all told us Anthony Richardson wasn't going to be wasn't gonna be good. I can't even talk about everything that y'all got wrong. That's how much y'all got it wrong. That is how much you guys got it wrong. You know who lost? Who were the big losers of draft night? All of you idiots out there talking about Anthony Richardson was a third-round pick. All of you out there trying to put Anthony Richardson in Seattle. All of you out there talking about Will Levis was was a better prospect than Anthony Richardson. The Colts took Anthony Richardson. That's how little they thought of Will Levis. The Colts took them, took him. The Indianapolis Colts, whose brand has been white, quasi-athletic quarterbacks for as long as I can remember, that team said, "Nah, homie, we taking we taking that guy." We taking that guy that looked like Cam Newton out there. Yeah. When they go biggest winners and biggest losers, make sure that they put the biggest losers as some of you analysts out there. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. Do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Till next time. Peace.